Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a wonderful day to you. This is Brad here in the Barn Studio in Upcountry, South Carolina. You're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad that you're with me. Thank you so much for taking time out. This really means a lot, and I spend time in our studies in the scriptures that I might be able to make it worthwhile as we're together. And I want to share some more as we go into Revelation chapter 19 and review something over as we're looking in Revelation chapter 19, a very important one, which is on the heels of something that I presented on my posts, both on TikTok and, 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 well, actually Facebook as well as YouTube. And so I want to share something with you as we go into Revelation 19 and are moving through what is going to be known as the Battle of Armageddon. And we will talk about that. I want to thank you for following very much. Thank you so much for being a part of our ministry and praying for us. As the ministry has grown, we also face many challenges. And your prayer support has been most, most needed and loved. I want to thank you so much. And also those gifts that you send. This is wonderful. We are a 501c3 uh, corporation, and uh, you do receive a receipt. Tax-deductible gift uh, is in when you give to us. And I want to thank you so much. It really means a lot. I'm back out on the road starting this weekend. Uh, this will be uh, Sunday, February 11th, and in the morning time, 10.30 in the morning, I will be in Salisbury, Maryland. That's up in the Chesapeake Bay area on the eastern shore. Uh, that's what we called it when I was growing up there in high school. Uh, the Delmarva Peninsula. I'm actually heading back to uh, the stomping grounds, but I'm going over to Calvary Baptist Tabernacle, Calvary Baptist Tabernacle in Salisbury, and that is going to be, uh, oh, we're going to have that uh, 10.30 in the morning. Have a wonderful, wonderful time as we're together here and then uh, talking about heaven and taking some questions and answers. Then in the afternoon, two o'clock, I'm heading on over across the state line into Delaware to Bridgeville, Delaware, up to the Sugar Shack Bakery. And I'm telling you, there have been so many different venues in which I've been able to speak through the years, and I've really enjoyed it. I told people that one time I was actually speaking in a Midas muffler shop at one time. Uh, I met in the garage of a, of a ranch house uh, in a meeting for a Bible study. Uh, I was out in the woods. I was actually standing in a patch of poison ivy. Uh, one time. So the places that I've been able to speak are varied. And here we go. We're in a bakery. That's a good place to be whenever you have a Bible study. It's going to be at the Sugar Shack Bakery in Bridgeville, Delaware. Owners Greg and Danae welcome you. It's a community-wide event, and we will, yes, indeed, have a Q&A time. And it's in the afternoon, so everybody can pack up their stuff. If you have a gathering for the Super Bowl that night, you can make it there. I'm also very, very excited on sharing this with you. You know, we can go through uh, the different, you, you can go over on the site, the uh, heaventour.com and look on the travel map and you'll see the different places in which I visit. But this morning over on the uh, live stream, I had an owner of a wonderful retreat over in Sevierville area, Sevierville, Tennessee, invited me to uh, go ahead and see if uh, we can have a contact on a meeting time for a Heaven is Home one-day conference. 
And we just finished talking before I started this podcast, and it's going to be there. We are going to be meeting over in the Christenberry Farms. This is going to be oh, it's wonderful. Lisa Christenberry had made a contact here, and I talked with her, and we are going to be meeting for an all-day beautiful. I want you to do this. If you get a chance, you need to take a look at this place. It is the Christenberry Farms. If you go over and you take a look on the web, it is in Sevierville, Tennessee. It is absolutely beautiful. It's a wedding venue as well. Oh, just really, really nice. So that's going to be on June 2nd. It's going to be an all-day uh, time. We're going to have a morning meeting. Then we're going to have a lunch brought in. You can partake of that. And then in the afternoon, we'll have another meeting while we're eating. And then that, that uh, early in the evening, we'll have a Q&A time. This is going to be at the Christenberry Farms. I'll tell you more about that later on, June 2nd. So now it looks like the traveling on the weekends is carrying into June. I'm so thankful for that. And then again, uh, as I have told you before, the one great joy that I have is being able to tell you that you can take these books based on the top questions that we've had in our ministry, and you can go ahead and enjoy those. You can get them on Amazon. Uh, what is Heaven All About? And Heaven the Adventure Begins. Those are both available on Amazon. Order them, and a portion of that helps out our ministry as we are uh, traveling. I thank you so much as I get back on the road. Now, I want to share something with you and repeat some things uh, within this message here in Revelation chapter 19 and going on and continuing on. Here's a very, very powerful, powerful passage on God's victory over the enemy. Revelation chapter 19. This is what we would call, eventually it's going to go into what's called the Armageddon battle. But we're not there yet. So I'm going to repeat the first verses as we go into Revelation 19. After this I heard what seemed to be a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out. Okay, John is writing about the victory, the one world religion that pushed out Christ. It went down. The description of it uh, from what had happened in chapter 16 was then described in chapter 17. How this one world religion just took down governments and innocent ones and fooled and faked and just went into a, a me first humanitarian type of a belief system substituting for God, a very, very humanistic effort here. And that went down. As a matter of fact, the Antichrist actually took it down, if you read this, and was brutal in the taking down, insisting that no one would worship uh, any, any entity except for him, the false Messiah. Revelation chapter 18 is the failure and the collapse and the demise of the world financial system that had built itself up against uh, anything that would recognize Jehovah. After all, money would be more attractive and would be something that would give us power, and by that they're identified. That went down too. So you have the spiritual pursuit away from God is done. The financial substitute in the place of worship of the Lord, it's over. So what happens? Revelation 19. John sees this. He says, after this, once again, we have the metatalta. Those are the Greek words after this. Those are the words that started off way back in Revelation chapter 4, the opening verse as John stepped into heaven. It said, after this, metatalta. This whole section from chapter 4 to chapter 22 is really known as the metatalta section, the future. And every time you see metatalta after this, 
it names something new that is happening in this timeline of events in the future. Well, here's another one. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Alleluia. That means praise the Lord. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. So both the world religion and also the financial religion took people into slavery, mental and physical slavery, took them, took away their hearts and soul and their lives too. The blood of them was uh, used. And those that were also followers, believers that made decisions during this time, they were also martyred. We do see them in Revelation chapter 6, asking the Lord for his justice. And through the ages, those that have prayed, I, I always refer to this, Habakkuk asks this to the Lord directly. If you go to the book of Habakkuk, very intriguing. Like I say, funny name, very serious subject. Habakkuk says, Lord, why do bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people? I'm going to sit here, chapter 2, and wait to hear your answer. And he does find the answer of a holy Lord God. This has been a question here. Here is the answer. Once more they cried out, hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. We see the demise of the power of the rebellious. You were talking about those that are going to have a worship of the immediate. And when I bring this up, we have even had on the different live streams and posts, those people, uh, and I was very surprised at the response. Christian asked, is it wrong to go to mediums? Is it wrong to go into the nether world? And a person, whether or not they uh, they had uh, really, uh, truly, have called upon Christ as their savior. They were calling themselves Christians, so I don't know further than that. But then I was very, very clear in this when I talked about this on the wiles of Satan, on the dangers of the occult. And of course, I brought up Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 31. Do not turn to mediums or spiritists. Do not seek to be defiled. I am Yahweh, your God. Deuteronomy chapter 18 tells you verses 9 through 12. When you enter Yahweh's land, do not imitate the abominations. No divinations are allowed. Anything as horrible as a child's sacrifice, that's going to be involved in the netherworld, in demonic work. No sorcery, no spiritist, no medium. These are an abomination to Yahweh. Then I also brought up Isaiah chapter 8, verses 19 through 20. If they start asking and they inquire, is it okay to have a medium or a spiritist? But you're going to find that they peep, they whisper, they mutter, which they don't have human language. So the question is, in Isaiah 8, why are you looking for the dead among the living? And it also tells us very clearly, when you read the passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, when you read from 14 through 22, this stands out greatly, this phrase. Do, you, you cannot have the cup of Yahweh and the cup of demons. I mean, you can't, you can't have both sides of the fence. All right, You, you cannot get involved in this. If it is not for Yahweh, it is the, the demonic activity. Then, of course, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So here's what happened. We had someone coming on to one of the social media uh, presentations that I have, and they started an argument with somebody. And uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, when they started an argument, I, and I, here it is. 
I won't say the person's name, but I am going to address it in a post later on. And despite all of the scripture I gave, this person went on to say, funny, quote, funny how everything the medium said was true and they knew nothing about me. Also, I've seen ghosts, so I know it's real. So then uh, we had a response from a Christian. Mediums know things through demonic spirits. Don't be fooled. Nothing to play around with. They want you to feel comfortable so they can deceive you. Well, then this first poster ver got very upset with this. Quote, also, uh, wait a minute. Let me see what they said here. First one. No, that's not true. So you really believe in some little red little man in the sky with devil horns? And they started laughing. Ghosts are real. I've seen them. So they're mocking the commenter for believing in Satan and then obviously not having any idea what Satan would appear as, and except for their character here. Then they also went on, and why does it always have to be one way God said, you know, things like this? So they're doubting God. So this person is showing, displaying that they're not a believer. If they do, they're highly deceived. And so I want to talk about this because what they're saying is this. I don't care what the scripture says. I have experience. This is a postmodern thinking. I don't care about facts. I have feelings. I don't care about substance. I like the style. I have felt something and therefore it must be true. Experience over scripture. So I'm going to repeat this, the danger. This is what the victorious uh, calling is. We have an enemy we've defeated, not an experience. We have won through God. He has won so that we identify with him. Why? 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. I'll bring it again. This person says, but I have seen, the mediums were all correct. Why would you question this? Well, he's an angel of light. You're looking at Satan. He is going to be a deceiver. There's two things that he is going to use in his arsenal of attacks against the believer. And indeed, Revelation chapter 13, verse 6 says, he does have a multi-pronged attack against God, against God's dwelling, which would be heaven, against God's people, and against God's name. So he's, out, he's absolutely using everything he can throwing everything uh, about the demonic kitchen sink and probably even that uh, at the Lord. Well, two things he's going to use are questions and counterfeits. And so we look way back in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, and Satan actually goes before Eve and says, listen, all I'm going to ask you is, have you thought this out? Did God really say this? And he starts throwing deception and started putting questions in her mind. I just want you to consider this. He says this. Isn't he afraid of you? Isn't this what he's saying? So he's throwing questions at her, which causes the break and the fall that happens. Questions. But then also realize this is not him saying, oh, I spoke out of turn. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, it tells us in there, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, Satan's realm, his in his realm, his scheme is to attack people. So make no mistake, it's not that he is just there and he's just angry and making noise. He has a specific attack to go against the believers. And in that, he wants to be you know, in here. He wants his victory. And just as there are spy networks in wars, Cold War, think about it, all of this, you're going to find that Satan is going to go out and he is going to make a plan, a blueprint of deceit. 2 Corinthians 2.11, so that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. They're always looking to break, okay, a schism. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, break in a church. Uh, 
Matthew chapter 19, we, we, we see about this. There's an attack by Satan against what Jesus would say in Matthew 19, that marriage is honorable. It's between a man and a woman. No, we're going to see all of these things are under attack. We have to be aware of his schemes, even when he gives somebody what seems to be right in your life and you're, you're finding this medium seems to be right. Also think about this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. To the ones, which I believe that this one that posted, there's a danger because of Satan's effect in the world of the unbeliever, in whose case, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Blinding them. See, I don't, you know, there's a mockery of the beliefs of the Christian in the post, but then, but look at me, I, I know what I see. I saw something. They might not see. They will see angel, an angel of light, a counterfeit light, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, so that they would not see the true light as we know in John chapter 1, it's like Jesus is the true light, they would not see the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. This is one thing. So somebody's going to enter into a tent or a palm reader's uh, domain and, and see these things, and either under palm reading or a crystal and everything, and say, this is so experiential. This is so exciting. This is so emotional. And it's totally away from the scripture here, too. So the question is, on this, in the blinding uh, here that happens, is this something we should be anywhere near? Well, obviously, the Christian has no business being here. But will we also remember, if we do not know the scripture, then we're in danger of this. We go by experience rather than the scripture. And the question comes down. The Christian, when we see Revelation chapter 19, the, those that are uh, praising, alleluia, what a heavenly word, and we'll talk about that in our next podcast. They are alleluia, that's praise the Lord, not praise experience, not praise myself, not praise the uh, the futuristic answers and the, the, the wonder that I can't understand. No, no, no. Praising Yahweh, praise the Lord. That's what alleluia means. That's there. So they were praising Christ in God there. So the question is, do you want to praise Christ or praise a counterfeit? Because chapter 17 and chapter 18 were counterfeits. And they fell apart under the holy fire of God's judgment. And so we must be careful in here as we are walking along of the satanic wiles, even in this age, before the end times as well. And people, as we have seen in the postings in the live stream, that we have seen people even today are very deceived by this. So we must be on guard. Thank you so much, my friends, as we talk. I just appreciate you so very much in our sharing of the word. And I hope that you take this if you want to listen to it again and take these scriptures down. It's very important we know these things. God bless you. This is Brad with the Heaven Tour. Take care. Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax-deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end-of-year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina, 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.